0: Welcome to Inner with Marianne Walker, Certified Life Coach for the helpers, healers, and anyone who wants to up-level their life. Life is what you make it, and here, we make life pretty great. Come on in. Hi there. I am so glad that you are here. My name is Marianne Walker, and I am a mindfulness and energy practitioner turned life coach. I am a married mother of three teenage girls, which let me tell you, (laughs) having three teenage girls in the house at the same time is a huge adventure, which offers me loads of life experience and coaching opportunities. (laughs) So I'm sure that as this podcast goes on, I'll be sharing many of those experiences and lessons with you. I have loved and practiced mindfulness and energy work for years now. And I soon came to realize that the most powerful energetic shifts occur when we bring our thoughts and experiences into our conscious awareness. I love seeing how simply being mindful about what's happening between your ears can be absolutely life-changing. As a coach, I help people to see how their thoughts create their reality. I truly believe that the more aware we are of our thoughts and the more intentional we are about creating those thoughts, the more we can create the life that we are seeking. And that's what it's all about, right? Creating a life that we want rather than allowing life to happen to us and becoming a victim of circumstance. Believe it or not, creating a more abundant life through self-awareness is totally within your reach. (laughs) But if it were that easy, we would all be thin and rich and have super amazing careers and relationships, right? (laughs) So while it may not happen overnight, today we're going to add just one more tool to our tool belt that will help us all to take one small but powerful step towards living a more intentional and abundant life. Today we're going to learn how to identify and separate out the facts from our story. So a fact or a circumstance, I will use those two words interchangeably, is something that everyone can agree on. It is something that could be proven in a court of law. Facts are also neutral. They are not good or bad. They just are. So some examples of facts are, it's raining. My husband is an accountant. I have X number of dollars in my bank account. I weigh X number of pounds. <laughs> I have three children who are 18, 17, and 15. These are all facts And all of these are neutral. (laughs) Yes, even the weight and the bank account numbers are just numbers. They are just information. They are completely neutral. They're not positive or negative. They just are. Our story, on the other hand, is what we are making the facts mean. And our story is open to interpretation and may vary from one person to another. So some stories that one might have about the facts that I just laid out are... I hate the rain. Working as an accountant sounds so boring. The number in my bank account should be higher. The number on my scale should be lower. Raising three teenagers sounds so stressful. So all of these things are stories. And as you can see, these stories feel more emotionally charged when compared to when I was just stating the facts. But each of them are still just stories, and it's those stories that are going to create emotion for us. And our emotions are going to be what influences how we show up in various situations. So let me illustrate this point a little further. Let's say it is raining outside. Raining is a fact. Raining can be proven in a court of law. Everyone in town could look out their window and agree that, yes, it is, in fact, raining outside. We are all on the same page about the fact that it is raining. Rain in and of itself is completely neutral. It just is. Our thoughts, on the other hand, are not neutral, and they are going to vary from person to person. So one person might see that it is raining and become angry as they think, "Ah, seriously, I just washed my car. (laughs) Another might look out their window and experience joy as they think, oh, my garden will be so happy. It was so thirsty. And still another might experience frustration as they think, oh, I've been planning this outdoor event for weeks now, and now I have to reschedule or find another location. So the experiences or the circumstance rather is the same. The circumstance is rain. But the thoughts around this circumstance can vary as much as there are people experiencing the RAIN. It is very important to note that it is not the circumstance that creates our emotion. RAIN does not automatically create a singular emotion for everyone that's experiencing it, right? RAIN is 100% neutral. It just is. And the RAIN remains neutral until we have a thought about it. Until we have a thought about it, we actually have no emotional reaction to it at all. In fact, if you were sleeping and you were unaware that it was raining, you would have no emotional response. It isn't until we have a thought about our circumstance and tell ourselves a story about what's going on that we have an emotional response to it. So let me give you another example from a coach that I follow, Jodi Moore, and she shared this example in her book, Better Than Happy. I'll take a little liber- a few liberties uh, with the paraphrasing and also expansion of this example. So a client comes in and says, her husband is super judgmental and hypercritical. So she's saying things like, I'm not even sure if we're compatible anymore. He is just so mean. How am I supposed to get along with someone that is just such a big fat jerk? He doesn't even appreciate all that I do around the house. I'm just not sure how much longer I can put up with all of this crap. Now think for a moment about the things that she has said. Do we have any idea what actually happened? (laughs) Do we have any idea what the actual circumstances? No, we have no clue. All that we have are a list of her thoughts around her circumstances. And she's saying these thoughts as if they are facts. And she's putting all of her emotion into them. But none of the things that she said can be proven by what she has said. It is all just her story or her interpretation of events. So after some probing, we discover what the issue was. Her husband said he didn't like the chicken that she made for dinner. (laughs) And that's it, plain and simple. Everything else was just her story about that circumstance. The only fact is that her husband said he didn't like the chicken she made for dinner. Everyone in the room would agree that he did, in fact, say that. Everyone at the table heard the same words come out of his mouth. But his saying that he didn't like the chicken that she made for dinner is completely neutral. It's not positive or negative until she has a thought about it. And boy, did she have some thoughts about it. And with the thoughts that she was having, I can totally see why she was feeling as upset as she was. Because if I were thinking those thoughts, I would feel really upset too. But that doesn't change the fact that her thoughts are not facts. They're just a story. So can you see in this example how her thoughts created a mountain out of a molehill? All that her husband did was state his opinion about a recipe. And she made it mean that he was a horrible and mean person. She made it mean that they were no longer compatible. She made it mean that he was a big fat jerk. So is there another way that she could think about it? For example, what if we changed the setting a little bit? <laughs> Do you think that she might think the same thoughts about her husband if they were dining out at a restaurant and he didn't care for their chicken <laughs> and decided he wasn't going to order it again? Does she have the expectation that her husband should like everything that she makes just because she's the one that made it? When we are able to separate out the facts from our story about the facts, we can see that in this example, his comment was completely neutral and it had nothing to do with her. And yet she made it mean some pretty terrible things about her husband. And ultimately it was her and not him who was creating conflict in their marriage. And it was all because of the story that she created in her mind. So has anything like that ever happened to you? Something happens and maybe you assume the worst or you assume that there is only one way to think about it. I've noticed that this happens a lot when I'm talking with my girlfriends. (laughs) So I might get a screenshot of a Facebook thread or maybe a picture with no context. And I'm just supposed to know what it means to them because to them, it can only mean one thing. And you know what, I'm absolutely positive that I've done the same thing to them. There have been times where I have assumed that there was no possible way that anyone could see this image or this thread and not know exactly what it was that I was thinking and feeling, which is really super silly when you think about it. Another place that this comes up for me is when I have sent a text. And I am waiting for a reply. <laughs> so I might send a text to someone. And then after I put send, I discover that I have an expectation in my head around how and when they are supposed to reply. So it might be a text, it might be a Marco Polo, it might be an email, whatever it is that, that triggers you. I'm, I'm sure you've had a similar experience. So I will send it. And then I will just assume that the other person will know that they're supposed to reply within X amount of minutes. And if they don't, well, then that must mean that they are a horrible friend and communicator, right? <laughs> or maybe, oh, and this is the worst, they even have red receipts turned on. So I can see that they saw my message, or I can see that they've listened to my polo, but they didn't reply. So in that instance, though, then that for sure means that they're a super inconsiderate human, right? <laughs> so I think you can see where I'm going with this, because we have all also been on the other side, where maybe we haven't responded in a timely manner. So how might my interactions with others change for the better if I simply took the time to separate out the circumstance from the story that I've made up in my head about the circumstance? And the real magic happens when you're able to not only separate out the facts from the story, but also recognize that the story that you're telling yourself is 100% optional. And sometimes it can even be fun to play a game with yourself to see how many stories you can come up with around one circumstance. So let's play a game, shall we? <laughs> so in the instance with the lack of reply to a text in a timely member, manner, excuse me. then maybe my friend didn't reply to my text because their phone had died. Or maybe they are off feeding the homeless, or maybe they're busy at work, or maybe they received an urgent phone call right then and they can't reply, or maybe there was a terrible accident and they're in the hospital. (laughs) Our stories are only limited by our own imaginations. But the important thing to remember is that our stories are not facts. Sometimes, like the client whose husband didn't like her chicken, we truly believe that our story is true. We can't think of any other way that that situation could be interpreted and therefore it must be true. And because we believe it's true, we huff and we puff and we tell everybody our story and we may even tell it so passionately that many people will believe our story. But in the end, it is still just a story. So let's play with this idea a little bit further. Let's say that it were me who was upset about my husband's comment about the chicken and I'm huffing and puffing to my friends. And I am assuming that there is only one way to interpret his words. So I huff and I puff and I tell him, I just can't believe it. Do you know what he said? He said he didn't like the chicken that I made for dinner last night. And it was the best chicken I ever had. And he said he didn't like it. Like I wanted to make this every week because it was so good. I just can't believe he said that he is such a jerk. And my friends could react in any number of ways, right? (laughs) So they might decide to climb onto my high horse with me and rake him over the coals. So they might say, oh, you're right. He is a total jerk. You know what? I think you're better off without him. (laughs) Or they might respond with a question like, well, what kind of chicken was it? And maybe I would say something like, oh, it was a super yummy recipe for this spicy blackened Cajun chicken. It was so good. I really do want to make it every week. And maybe, just maybe, (laughs) they might respond something like, hey, like, you remember that one time when we went to that Jamaican restaurant and the food was so spicy that we had to keep asking for more and more napkins for our eyes and our noses? (laughs) And you absolutely loved it. But you know what? Like, I've never gone back there again because it was just too spicy for me. So I probably wouldn't have liked that recipe either. And again, in that moment, I would have a choice about what story to tell myself. So I could choose to think, oh, not only is my husband against me, but my friends are too. They're in cahoots. (laughs) But of course, that would not be very empowering, right? That in fact would be disempowering. So maybe instead, I might think something like, oh yeah, I guess that not everybody likes spicy foods like I do, and that's okay. You know, and I really did like that recipe, but maybe I'll make it just for me and I can use it for my lunches, on my, for my meal prep, and, you know, we can have other recipes when my husband and I are eating together. By neutralizing the circumstance, I'm able to act rather than react to my husband's comment about the chicken. And by separating the facts from our self-created story about the facts, that can help us to see that our circumstance really is neutral. Rain is just rain. Someone's opinion about chicken is just their opinion about chicken. A non-reply to a text is just a non-reply to a text, and we get to decide what we want to make that mean. And the story that we choose to tell ourselves, because it is our choice what story we tell ourselves, is what creates our emotions, not our circumstance. So I can hear you asking, okay, but come on, Marianne, like, what about like a super big deal circumstance? Like, there's got to be some circumstances where like, that's really why we feel the way we feel, right? Like maybe death or divorce, everybody's going to feel pain in those situations, right? Those are definitely situations where our circumstances are determining our emotions. But let's explore that a little bit. (laughs) Have you ever found out that someone had died weeks after they'd passed away? I remember hearing about a classmate that had died, and this was several weeks after the fact. And it wasn't until I thought about it that I experienced any emotions about it. It wasn't his death that suddenly created this emotion. It was my story around his passing. It was me thinking, oh, how horrific. He was so young. Oh, geez, he has kids the same age as my kids. That is so tragic. And yes, it was absolutely my choice to think it was tragic and to feel sad because we're not robots, right? (laughs) Sometimes we want to choose to have those feelings. We want the full human experience. But my feelings did not magically appear because my former classmate had died. It was because of my thoughts around his death. And think of all of the reasons why people may die. Do you think and feel differently? If someone dies at the age of 102 after living a full and abundant life versus someone dying single at the age of 22, suddenly in a car accident, would you feel differently if someone died suddenly versus dying after a really long and painful illness and why it's because of your thoughts around those circumstances, death in and of itself is completely neutral. And the same is true for divorce. It is not divorce in and of itself that creates emotion. Otherwise, all people everywhere who had ever been divorced would all feel exactly the same way about it. But we know that that's not true. (laughs) Some people are completely elated (laughs) that they are divorced. They might dance and sing and jump up and down on the furniture because they are so glad to no longer be tied to their ex. And others may react differently. They might mourn the loss of their spouse in marriage for months or even years after the divorce has been finalized. Still others are maybe somewhere in between. Divorce is neutral. It just is. But our thoughts around it are not. So today, separate out your facts from your story. And just see how it changes how you show up. I would absolutely love to hear about your experience. Uh, You can find me on Facebook by searching Inner Work with Marianne Walker, or feel free to join my closed Facebook group by the same name. I absolutely love connecting with like-minded people, and I would love to hear the impact that this small but mighty tool has had on your life, because I know it has really been life-changing for me. I look forward to hearing from you. I hope you have a great week. Talk to you soon.